Thanks for joining me on this Cleveland Baseball Morning. The final from Goodyear Ballpark in Arizona. It's the Cleveland Guardians 4, the Oakland Athletics 2. But more importantly, maybe, more importantly from Arizona, it's Team USA 6, Great Britain 2. I'm Davey Barris, lifelong Cleveland baseball fan, and I usually want to talk about the games on the field, the thing I enjoy watching baseball being played, but... uh. It's spring training, all right? So, yes, we have not been paying that close attention to the games being played, mostly because a lot of the best players are playing in the World Baseball Classic. So uh, we are going to talk a little bit about those games being played today. Frankly, frankly, I had trouble sitting down and recording because there's not much going on. There's really not. There's really not that much going on with your Cleveland Guardians. There's no breaking news. There's no big stuff going on in camp. There's really not even that many camp battles going on to talk about. And we are so far away from the regular season starting. The pitchers have basically got enough innings under their belt to be considered like one regular season start, right? They're around the six six inning mark at this point accumulatively over spring training. So it's really hard to judge the pitching at this point. And I mean, even your Cleveland Guardians beat writers are literally just just uh, treading water at this point, waiting for some interesting stuff to happen, right? Mandy Bell's got an article about Petey Halpin getting a call from Terry Francona. Uh, Zach Meisel's got an article about Tyler Freeman and phone calls with his dad. Now, interesting stuff, right? Interesting kind of human pieces, but it's really just treading water. I mean, they're they're really just some nice, I'm not going to say fluff pieces because eh, they're nice stories. They're nice human interest stories, but there's really no heartbreaking news yet. There's, there's nothing to really sink your teeth in yet from spring training. Now, the real interesting thing going on right now is the World Baseball Classic. Tell me, morning people, are you tuned into the World Baseball Classic? Because it has been a lot of fun. I mean, some of the offenses in this thing, Japan's offense looks scary. At the time of recording this, they're already up 5-0 this morning. It's been fun. I know some of you listen from all over the world. It's been fun here in Cleveland because of the time zones, of where some of those teams are playing in Tokyo, uh, Taichung, uh, they'll play two games in one day. So (laughs) in the morning, you'll have a Team Japan or a Netherlands playing or Italy or Czech Republic in the morning. And then at night, at like 11 p.m. at night, they're back playing again. They've, They've gone to bed woken up, brushed their teeth, had breakfast, stretched out again, and now they're ready to play another game, it's still the same day for us. So a little bit of fun stuff with these games being spread out around the world, and especially uh, the time zone over there, you know, in Tokyo along the the eastern edge of that continent, uh, lining up with our time zones here in the States uh, means we get two games in one day uh, from the same teams. But Some of these offenses have been explosive. I mean, Japan looks ready to literally take on the world. Uh, So that's going to be fun. Uh, There's a good battle in Pool A going. I mean, 
Chinese Taipei is two and two. Cuba's two and two. Panama's two and two. Uh, all chasing the Netherlands, who are two and one, who I believe are playing literally at the moment of recording this. Them and Italy uh, are in the middle of the first inning. And not only that, there's a lot of fun stuff going on with either former Cleveland Guardians, current Cleveland Guardians. They're all over this thing. For Chinese Taipei, uh, Yu Chang, former utility infielder and former interesting prospect Yu Chang, has been crushing for Chinese Taipei. Two big home runs. And uh, people were making jokes on Twitter. Of course, it's March. Of course, Yu Chang is going off. And yeah, if you remember... A couple of spring trainings, Yu Cheng was like the story of spring. He was just this powerhouse in March who was crushing home runs. And then the regular season started and, you know, whether he didn't get the at-bats or whatever, it didn't translate back to Cleveland. So, yeah, it's funny that he's going off in March again. Uh, then some of the games that just started in the United States side of things, the games in Phoenix and Miami just kicked off. And some of these offenses, I mean, Colombia and uh, Mexico had a hell of a game yesterday. Uh, Venezuela and the Dominican Republic had a hell of a game, and uh, USA had a fun win over Great Britain. Uh, some some uh, that lineup, the USA lineup. I mean, it's a video game lineup. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if that works. Like sometimes it it doesn't work the way you think it's going to work, right? Like the sometimes the All Star Game rosters, you're like, oh my god, the final score of this is gonna be like 15 to 14, and then it's like a two to one game. Now I know the the pitching's all loosened up and warmed up by the the All Star Game, so it, it's a little bit different. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Some guys are stepping up pitching. There was a guy who was hitting like 101 for I think it was for Colombia yesterday and he's a guy that like hasn't cracked the majors yet i think st louis brought him into camp and he was like closing for columbia and like hitting like 101 102 and just nasty so there's guys that are showing up i mean uh freas the shortstop for columbia is one of our single a shortstops and he was in some big spots yesterday and this is a guy who I don't believe is advanced past single A and probably won't even advance to start the season to double A yet. There's there's too many shortstops in the system, frankly. Uh, so Frias is a guy uh, who's getting a chance to showcase himself and show what he can do in the World Baseball Classic. Uh, there are a lot of connections on the Columbia team. Uh, you had Harold Ramirez. You had Oscar Mercado. You had uh, our current uh, candidate, for backup catcher, although he's not getting you know many at bats here with us, Valoria uh, is the is one of the catchers in the rotation for Team Columbia, and he got an at bat yesterday. Uh, I got to watch his at bat. Very much, very much looks like Juan Soto out there. Kind of stares down the pitcher. Kind of like keeps those shoulders up almost like he's flexing the whole time he's up to bat like an intimidation stance to the pitcher it's very Juan Soto-esque now Valoria obviously has not had the success that Juan Soto has had at the plate I'm just telling you if you're someone who's only been like listening to these spring, spring training games on the radio or anything like that or you haven't been paying attention to spring yet when you finally see Valoria up to bat when he gets back to camp uh just just Take a look. It, it's a little Juan Soto-esque, uh, the way he stands at the plate. 
He was actually having himself a good camp. He was he had five hits and eight at bats before he left for the World Baseball Classic. So there is a lot of fun stuff going right on right now uh, in that competition, and the crowds have been electric. The coverage has been great. The crowds have been electric. I know it sucks that the games in Tokyo and stuff are going on at you know eleven o'clock at night or or six a.m. in the morning, stuff like that, but. The games have started up on the U.S. side of things, so you're going to get some more games in time zones that you can handle, at least for our U.S.-based listeners. And, man, dig in. Dig into this World Baseball Classic. I, I don't know if Team USA, I don't know what they got. If they've got enough pitching to make a deep run, they clearly have the offensive talent. But will it all come together for Team USA to make a deep run? Of course, there's a little bit of national pride in there. But, I mean, not like the national pride shown by some of these other countries. I mean, they are crushing it right now. Uh, some of these, some of the, t- you know, the countries that are hosting uh, Japan, it's it's an incredible crowd over there. Uh, the Dominican and Venezuelan teams and Colombia and Mexico, the crowds were electric. So it's a lot of fun right now. The players are fired up. And yeah, that's that's the best thing going on in baseball right now. So I'm excited. We got a full slate of games today. I I will sneak them in. Uh, You know, obviously a lot of us, our significant others probably don't want to spending the entire day watching baseball. You know, it's a little hard. It's much easier to sell March Madness, right? You're like, look, it's, it's, it's a Thursday and a Friday, a Saturday and a Sunday. And then really it calms down. It's much easier to sell watching basketball all day for March Madness as it is, you know, trying to explain, I don't know, I'm going to spend 5 a.m. to 3 in the morning watching baseball, right? You could. You legitimately could yesterday and today spend that much time watching baseball. So uh, check in where you can. Enjoy. Flip on a game where you don't even, you know, teams that maybe you're not that vested in. Go find the Guardians players out there. Go find the former Guardians players out there. Uh, go see what everybody's up to. Uh, that's kind of who I'm rooting for. I was rooting for Colombia because there were just so many connections to the Guardians. I wanted to see Valoria and Frias. I wanted to see those guys. They almost had a chance at the end of the game to have significant at-bats. They ended up pinch-hitting for Valoria. Uh, they took the lead right before that at-bat. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff going on out there. Now, let's turn our attention back to Guardians camp. Uh, like I said, they had a nice win yesterday uh, over the Athletics. Uh, Jose Ramirez with a home run in the first inning. Zanino with a home run in the second. And that was it. That was the offense. Two two-run home runs. Uh, it was a zippy game. Two minutes and 12 seconds. I'll tell you, the one thing of watching the World Baseball Classic games and then going back to these spring training games, I like the pitch clock. I like it. I don't know if I love some of the pickoff rules and things like that because, I don't know, it's it's... It gets to a point where it's like almost too many new rules to keep track of at the same time. But I'm liking the pitch clock. Two minutes and 12 seconds. Now, I know nobody scored a run after the third inning, but that's a zippy game. That is nice. That is efficient baseball right there. You watch these at-bats in some of these World Baseball Classic games, and man, they really take their time. They really milk it sometimes. So, yeah, I'm liking this pitch clock. Uh, I didn't get to. See, I, I don't even know if there were highlights of this one. There were no coverage of this one against Oakland. It's a shame. I, I got a cell phone footage of Jose Ramirez's home run, 
Mandy Bell does her best. If you follow her on Twitter, she takes pictures and puts little X's where the home run landed, um, which is a hilarious tradition that's continuing from spring training. So yeah, it's like, what, what are these guys doing? Like, what does Bally sports have to lose from televising these games? Even if you did a skeleton crew, like do a two camera crew, right? Give me the pitch angle and the high home. It'd be, it'd be enough. I just want to see, I just want to keep an eye on it. I just want to see what's going on. Uh, so yeah, so. No, no highlights from this one unless you get some uh, shaky cell phone footage from like up in the left field stands. Uh, but yeah, what is going on in Guardians camp right now? Frankly, the big storyline still is what's going on with shortstop, with the middle infielders, with Arias and Freeman and Rokio and Ahmed Rosario and what's kind of shaking out there. I think it's very telling that Gabriel Arias has the most at-bats of anyone in spring training. I think it's pretty clear that Arias is breaking camp with the team, can play all four infield positions, is trying to show that he can play some left field, uh, maybe in some right field. He's trying to get out there. Uh, Played second base yesterday, kind of hit in Andres Jimenez's spot in the lineup. By the way, Andres Jimenez had a nice diving stop at shortstop. Uh, I think in one of their exhibition games before uh, Team Venezuela uh, started play in the World Baseball Classic. Uh, So, yeah, so kind of, you know, holding things down while Andres Jimenez is away. And, yeah, it's really telling that Arias is getting all these at-bats. It's clear that he's hitting 304. Uh, It's only a 708 OPS because he's not slugging that much, but he's got a 360 on base. I mean, really playing very nice baseball right now. So, Arias is definitely going to be our super utility guy. I mean, it's a role that Jose Ramirez kind of had before he broke out as a superstar. So uh, Arias was a huge part of those trades with San Diego. Uh, he was the clearly the, the highest ranked prospect, I think, in that trade. Uh, and so, yeah, there's a lot of hope for his future. And But where? But where is still the question? Now, they have not mentioned anything about long, long-term contract talks. I know everybody on Guardians Twitter is like begging for it because that would let us know kind of what the future is. But there hasn't been any talks about long-term contracts with Andres Jimenez, with Gabriel Arias, with Rokio, with, uh, and with Ahmed Rosario. So they're just kind of leaving everything as it is right now, and they're really kind of leaving... Man, they are really kicking this decision down the road, aren't they? Kicking that can down the road uh, of what they're going to do about the future of their middle infield, shortstop and second base. They haven't given any indication that Jimenez is the shortstop of the future. Although, I mean, the fact that he's starting for Team Venezuela, a country basically known for their shortstops, and he's the starting shortstop for their national team, really shows that this guy should be playing shortstop as good as he is at second base. Gold club winning, all-star starting second baseman. Uh, he could really shine as a shortstop in the major leagues. So, uh, I mean, is that the future? Then do we see Arias and Rokio and Freeman fight over second base because Jose Ramirez isn't going anywhere for a long time at third base? Eventually, maybe, you know, 
four or five years from now, he ends up in more of a DH role, does uh, Jose Ramirez, and lets one of the younger guys take over third base. But it's not anytime soon. So, yeah, these guys are going to have to fight for their playing time still. And Ahmed Rosario, they've shown no indication. They love him, but they've shown no indication that a long-term contract is coming. He's one of those names being talked about as possibly a top shortstop available next offseason if the Guardians don't do anything to extend him. So, which is kind of shocking after the shortstop markets we've seen the last few years that he's one of the top names coming up. But he's played really well in Cleveland. He's played really well. He could be a solid shortstop option for a team maybe looking to bridge the gap uh, and fill a hole, maybe waiting for a guy who's in single A or something like that. Uh, He could be an interesting option for a team like that. Uh, But is that the Guardians? Are there just too many young middle infielders knocking at the door to hang on to as much as he's like Jose Ramirez's best friend right now in the clubhouse. Uh, I just, there are too many young shortstops knocking down the door for us to spend money at that position. Is that the best investment that Antonetti and Chernoff can make? Uh, I think it is telling that he has been batting second in most spring training games that I, most box scores that I've seen, they've still had him in the two hole. Uh, I, projected, you know, in the offseason that, boy, it'd be really fun to get Andres Jimenez into the top three in this lineup, and that moving Ahmed Rosario down to seven maybe makes some sense. But, hey, the offense has always clicked going uh, with him at second and Jose Ramirez batting third, Quan now leading off. I, I, it, it, I mean, it does work from time to time. Sure, Ahmed Rosario hit into way too many double plays to kick off games, uh, for my liking, but uh, the offense has gotten going a lot with that combination, so you can't blame them for just riding with it, but God, we got to figure out a way to bump Andres Jimenez up in this lineup, don't we? And Amin Rosario batting second right there kind of is a roadblock to that, but that's the way they've been running that lineup out there. It's going to be interesting when Jimenez gets back, because they've kind of been... Uh, They've kind of been alternating a little bit. So when Rosario isn't in there, they do find a way to get Andres Jimenez up in the lineup. So once the whole team is back from the World Baseball Classic and we start seeing that like everyday lineup being run out there for like the last week or two of spring training, instead of this A and B lineup that they kind of do early in the spring, yeah, can he push for that second spot? Uh, I think it's telling that Ahmed Rosario is still sitting right there at number two in your lineup. Uh, So yeah, we know the starting infield. Arias and Freeman and Brennan and uh, who else is bad? Roman Quinn battling for outfield spots. Everybody's done an article on this, on what the bench could look like. I think, yeah, I think it's Brennan is playing his butt off right now. He's also hitting 300 this spring. He's slugging 500. He's got a bunch of doubles and 848 OPS. I think Brennan has showed that he does not need to go back to AAA. Brennan should be on this roster, especially because you don't know what you're going to get from Straw offensively still. He's got one hit this spring, one for nine. So if Straw really, really just cannot get it going offensively, Brennan could steal center field. 
Absolutely. Or, you know, Quan could shift over and Brennan could take left. Like, that could happen this year. Even though they're kind of invested in straw, that could happen. And Brennan needs to be on this roster. Freeman and Quinn are kind of the wild cards. Like, if Arias can play every position, where are the at-bats for Tyler Freeman? I want Freeman to be here. I think he's got a real chance of being a solid, solid, scrappy player. He's only hitting 176 this spring, three at hits, three singles, and 17 at-bats. Um, so not slugging anything really right now. Uh, but he's a guy that, man, could be a really, really solid, scrappy player. But do we need that? Do we have room for that when we have all-star caliber second baseman right now, you know? So... Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if Freeman, if they just decide, look, let this guy play every day at AAA. Let him continue to improve, you know, what he does. Uh, I think he's shown that he can handle AAA pitching. He'd probably go hit 300 in his sleep down there. He needs to be challenged at the big league level. But if the at-bats aren't there, then is it better that he just, like, stays warm and stays hot at AAA? And then let Roman Quinn rot on the bench. Let Quinn be the guy that's sitting there every day and comes in in the eighth inning to pinch run for the catcher. Right? And just let Quinn do that. He could come in, he could steal a couple bases, and then boom, out of the game, hit the showers. Like, there's there's no risk there in keeping a guy like Quinn around just to steal bases. Now, Quinn was the story at camp early because he had three home runs in like his first five at-bats. But has cooled off since. He's only hitting 167. Frankly, I saw him play some center field the other day, and I was not impressed. He mishandled some things. Um, so I wasn't too impressed by what he was showing out there defensively. But he's been known. He has a reputation of being pretty good defensively. Has a really strong arm. And obviously, having speed like that on your bench is going to be a weapon that you could deploy late in a game anytime you want. So... Uh, the other options on the bench. Now, here's some other things I want you to keep your eye on. Micah Prius? Where's a price? We'll find out. Uh, Prius is an interesting option. He's a guy that can... He was drafted in the 13th round of 2019. He could play first and the corner outfield spots. And he's got pop. Last year at Double uh, A, he had 18 home runs. Uh, he slugged 473 with an 814 OPS. Uh, so he's only reached double A. But he's up here in big league camp and he's been hidden. He's been hitting 300, slugging 800, got a 1.164, slugging 800. He's got a 1.164 OPS right now early in the spring. Now, it's early. But if he can keep this going, he is a he's an interesting option for the bench at some point this season. The other one is David Fry because he could play first and third and catcher. And having a guy on the roster, I know we really don't need more help at first base. I mean, we already have Bell and Naylor and Arias who could play first base. Uh, we don't really need help at third because we got that covered. So just having him on the roster, a guy who could play the field but also be an emergency catcher, gives you flexibility to then pinch run even more. You can run two catchers out there and two pinch runners out there for those catchers and still have Fry there to catch the ninth inning, you know? So, uh, interesting. He is also crushing. He's only had 13 at-bats, but he's hitting 462. Uh, he's got two home runs. 
He's got slugging a thousand and has got a 1.556 OPS right now early in spring. So Fry is another interesting name. Fry and Prius are definitely like these dark horse candidates to maybe have bench rolls at some point this season. Uh, so keep your eye on those two guys. I think anybody else up in camp right now, I know Martinez has gotten a lot of at-bats. Rokio has gotten a lot of at-bats. That's probably uh, two of your starting infielders you know, at AAA this season. Uh, I don't know if those guys really have a shot at cracking this bench. There's, there's too many middle infielders ahead of them in that pecking order. So that's what's going on. That's what I'm noticing. That's what I'm picking up in spring training right now. I'd love to talk pitching with you, but it's way too early. I mean, Plesic has had a couple of rough starts, and then he had an okay start uh, the other day. I'm not loving what I'm seeing from Plesak. Uh Who else? McKenzie has struggled a little bit. He's given up eight runs in six innings. Uh, so he struggled a little bit. Bieber looks ready to go. Bieber looks, I mean, locked in. This dude looks ready to go to have a monster, monster season. With Bieber, the conversation last year was about velocity. I don't know what the velocity is at right now. But it doesn't matter. I mean, so early in spring, you don't expect him to have much velocity. So, it'll be interesting to see when the season started, starts. When he he gets the opening day start again. Uh, joins an exclusive list there of guys. Of, I think it's his fourth opening day start in a row. So, uh, pretty exclusive company there in the franchise history. But he looks, I mean, locked in and ready to go. The real thing going on is none of these guys that they brought in... None of the young guys who are probably going to be filling out the AAA rotation, none of them are really impressing right now. Gaddis, Curry, Pilkington, all been kind of rough. Uh, Tim Heron has gotten a lot of innings so far. Uh, Badenfeld's gotten uh, five innings under his belt. Uh, Jack has gotten four innings under his belt. Giving him a bunch of hits, not a lot of runs. Uh, none of these guys are really blowing me away right now. Toussaint looks pretty lost out there. Uh, he seems pretty wild right now. The control doesn't seem there. The guy we brought in from Atlanta. So yeah, I'm not I'm not super impressed with the pitching yet. But it's still very very early for the pitcher. So let's pass on that conversation. Let's save that for another episode. So. That's all my thoughts this morning. Uh, MVP of the week. I think I'm going to go with Shane Bieber for MVP of camp right now. Uh, He, like I said, he seems pretty confident, pretty locked in, pretty smooth out there on the mound. They're not going to stress him too much. They're not going to push him too hard. But he's kind of cruising in his first couple starts here of the spring. So MVP of the week is going to Shane Bieber. All right, that's all my thoughts. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, it's a quick spring training episode. I just wanted to touch base with you again, talk a little baseball. Like I said, not much going on right now. All right, hey, let's get this season started right. Let's grow Cleveland Baseball Mornings. If you're enjoying the show, please help it grow by leaving a rating and a review on whatever app you are listening on, especially those of you listening on Apple Podcasts. It's still the most listened to platform out there. Help the show grow by letting people know what it's all about, how much we love baseball here on Cleveland Baseball Mornings. We are an all-five-star reviewed show, and I appreciate all of you have gone out there and clicked that five-star button. Those of you that haven't, 
get it going. It takes two seconds. Click five stars. Leave a review. Let people know what this show is all about. All right. That's all my thoughts. The final again yesterday, it was the Guardians 4, Oakland 2. Not like these spring training scores matter. You can follow me on Twitter at Davey Barris. You can email the show at clevelandbaseballmornings at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts on the World Baseball Classic, what teams you're rooting for, what you're watching out there. Uh, Let me know your thoughts on this whole shortstop, second base conundrum, and what you think the future is going to be. We'll discuss it on the show. Also, I'm hosting this podcast on Anchor, although Anchor isn't Anchor anymore. It is now, like, officially Spotify. Anyways, there's a link. You can leave a voicemail for the show. If you want to get in touch with me that way, we'll play it back in the air, respond to your thoughts, and we'll have a fun conversation amongst the fans about baseball. So thanks again for joining me on this Cleveland Baseball Morning. Baseball Morning.